0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our wrestling podcast. So, without further ado, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall. And today's topic, the Bash at the Beach
1: 96 Review.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, going.
2: Yeah. Welcome to the OWP. This is our wrestling podcast. This is Dave, along with Jess. Good evening, David. Because Creek and Craig.
3: Joe Gomez.
2: <laughs> ah, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources. No ties to the industry. Just stories from the diehards, sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today: Bash at the Beach '96. <sighs> Hostile takeover. Hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019. Click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. What's up, guys?
4: Dave, I want everyone to be civilized here. Um, we're going to follow the <laughs> good. Good luck. <laughs> we're going to follow the same rules that we always do in a pay per view review. We're, I'm going to give just a brief little history of what was the atmosphere of wrestling around this time, and then we're going to talk about each match and each one of us we're going to go around the table and give it a thumbs up, a thumbs in the middle or a thumbs down. Does everybody agree to the terms and conditions?
2: Yeah, but only yeah. if you tell us where it's at the attendance and all that horseshit.
4: Well, it was on July 7th, 1996. The attendance was 8300 people at the Ocean Center in Florida. Uh in on a side note here, uh this is I will say that the the ending angle of this pay-per-view is one of, if not the biggest moment in wrestling history. Uh, still is. I still think that, uh, that that's why we're talking about this. Not just because it's July. This used to be the month of a uh, bash at the beach. So, but I, I think this is probably the most famous bash at the beach, but I wanted to review it with you guys because everybody always talks about the ending angle. How can you not? But what was the card? Like, was it worth the shit? I don't know. We're going to figure it out in a second. Um, A little note too, prior to this, WCW had been building its cruiserweight division since earlier in the year, especially around two stars known as Rey Mysterio Jr. and Dean Malenko. They were kind of the main focus of the division. the giant was crowned WCW world champion on the April 22nd, 1996 edition of Monday Nitro defeating Ric Flair clean in the middle of the ring. Um, Hulk Hogan had been off TV since the spring um, early spring, like March-ish, um, 96 from WCW, so he hadn't been on TV so at almost,
2: all. Th- almost three months.
4: Yes, pretty close. Uh, Scott Hall made his Nitro debut on May the 27th, 1996 by walking through the crowd and giving the illusion that he wasn't supposed to be there. Kevin Nash made his Nitro debut on June the 10th, 1996. Uh, WCW came off a great pay-per-view the month before the great American bash 96, which saw Nash powerbomb Eric Bischoff through a table, which we see all the time. Well, I don't know if we see it all the time now, but that became like commonplace. People just flying through fucking tables, women, midgets, kids all flying through tables during the attitude era. But back here to see Eric Bischoff, who was not easy E as we know him, you know, today, he was just a, like a television commentator at this point. So to see him get attacked and power bombed on pay per view through a table was actually a fantastic spot. It, it's it's really good. Um, Ron Nitro at this point were trading ratings wins back and forth uh, you know one uh, company would win it one week and then the other one would just win it slightly the next but Nitro going into the summer mainly because they were looking a lot fresher with the cruiserweight division was actually winning like three four weeks in a row raw would win a couple Nitro would win another like three or four weeks in a row so Nitro here was gaining a lot of momentum but as we'll get to later in the card um, the ending of this pay-per-view was majorly historic and completely turned the tied for WCW. Um does anybody have really brief comments before I dive into the shit?
2: No, no, check I check the I, adjective. I mean, oh, yeah. How about you Craig? Uh, yeah, I
3: was I was I this has such historic significance this pay-per-view event. Um but maybe I only really think of that ending shot, that ending leg drop, that ending moment, the and everything that happened after that. I think um I had high hopes going into this pay-per-view and watching it. Um mm-hmm this is the, the kind of the, the, moment in the event that changed wrestling wrestling forever. So um
2: it really did. Yeah. So it really did.
3: I can't wait to talk about this event.
2: Well, I, I always oh, like yeah. to talk about who who's bringing us in and who's kind of, who's doing the work um, on the mics. Uh And just to give you I- an idea, this is pretty cool stuff. I mean, Tony Schiavone, you got Bobby in, yes. and uh, Dusty Rhodes, who I probably could have done without. Mike Tenet, uh gets some work in there, especially for the cruiserweight stuff, which was really, really good. Um, and you had me and Gene Orkland work in the back. I mean, of course. It's pretty, pretty goddamn star studded right this, there. It's a good start. <laughs> they, Lee Marshall. You forgot or, Lee Marshall, or, Dave.
0: <laughs> and yeah, the, fuck him. This pay per view. my God. This pay per view, when I watched it live, that was back in the day. You know, when you didn't order the pay per view and you had it on the Scrambly channel?
4: That's how I first watched this pay per view live. And you still stream That's illegally to this memory. day. You still stream illegally nope. to this day. I have the network. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I, didn't. I was too young in to my I, and, and I
2: will tell you, um, at least in my Stupid. mind, when I, when I was watching <laughs> this in the very beginning, they're already talking about the final match. They're already building the final match from beginning to end. They're talking about the third man. Who's it going to be? They hype it up even at the very beginning of the pay per view, which. I thought was the best part. They were really, really, they really knew they had That's something.
4: super noteworthy because they legitly did like they really, from beginning to Every end, segment, they, they were pushing it. Um, and a little, you know, like Sunday night heat used to lead in pay-per-views for WWF. WCW had a show called yep. main event and on yep. the main event, which was like, uh, I think an hour long before the pay-per-view for free on, uh, TBS. Um, they had the Steiner brothers, uh, defeat, Harlem Heat, which at the time were the WCW Tag Team Champions five, nine, by nine, disqualification in five, five minutes. Bobby Walker defeated Billy Kidman All right, in two minutes. Uh, right. The Rock and Roll Express defeated Fire and Ice, Scott Norton and Ice Train, in two minutes and yes. eight seconds. Uh, and <laughs> Eddie really Guerrero nice. defeated Lord Steven Ringle in three minutes and 38 seconds. That was the pre-show match. And then we jump right into the pay-per-view. Uh, which I'm just going to start off here. We opened up the show with them heavily hyping the angle, who's the third man, uh, really heavily, after a nice little package when they opened it with uh, kind of like sort of low-key oh. porn music, I think. Um, and it was just uh, the whole collage of Hall and Nash debuting and who's going to be the third man. So that was nicely done. And then they bring I, us in. I thought the same thing, Jess.
3: Like that, that whoever shared music library, WCW, <laughs> Vivid Video also used oh, yeah. it during uh-huh. the... Uh,
4: during the late 90s. It's too, fine. They double 90, dipped in the profits. Nothing wrong with that sure. at all. Uh, so they open up. The set is ridiculous and hokey. They actually had sand, fucking sand. Uh, like on a beach out there, and they had like, like real sand. Yeah, they had real sand. They had like yeah. blow up beach balls, blow up sharks and shit, which I'll blow my top yeah. about no, later. It
0: was it was, Kitty, it was it was cat litter, according to Bobby Heenan. <laughs> it was
4: cat litter, and then they <laughs> had so yeah, it was like the outdoor of like a beach, and they have like a lifeguard tower or some shit. I don't remember, um, but uh, but yeah, so they had like a set matching it match of the beach. So the opening match was a cruiserweight match. Ray Mysterio Jr. defeated Psychosis in 15 minutes and 18 seconds. It was a good now. Match because there's four of us on here i'm just i'm not going to blither blather i'll let you guys do that i'm just going to read Good. my notes I asked the question why Why the fuck was the pole already up for the Tenta and Bubba match? Oh
1: shit! Especially when you
4: realize later in the Bubba and Tenta match how it was attached to the ring just by tie-down straps. So why the fuck was someone like we got to get that pole up before we go live? My only thought was maybe that was going to open the pay per view, and then they changed it to the cruiserweight match at the last minute. I don't know. I don't know. Um, But uh, I, I will just go to the ending real quick here. I hate it. Hate it when wrestlers set themselves up for their opponent. Like when you see them scoot on the ground to get in position, I fucking hate it. And I got upset when Psychosis put Mysterio on the top rope and put him in that crucifix move and you saw Mysterio literally open his arms for him and fall back for him. I got really pissed Mm -hmm. until I saw that Mysterio reversed it into the Rana, which was fucking awesome for the pin. Uh, I thought the match was awesome. Thumbs up. David, go ahead. Take it.
2: Sure. Yeah, I, I also had some notes. I was talking about Mike Tenay and how his his backstory of these guys and explaining what they do versus the names we call it and the names they call it. Because back in those days, I would have had no idea. Now we all know what a Hurricane Rana is versus a, a Frankensteiner, which is pretty much the same thing, and how Mysterio can hit it from everywhere. If you're watching those guys for the first time, not only was it entertaining on its own, but Mike Taney really brought it to life, and I really enjoyed that. Um, it does start slow. They're telling a good story. Yes. They talk about the mass. They talk about everything else. Um, the suicide dive. I thought psychosis was dead, uh, you know, over the top rope. I thought he, cause he hit his head on the, on the, uh, the, the hard railing. Uh, I, I thought he was going to die. Um, they're still hinting that Bischoff is missing here, by the way, going back to the main storyline. Um, the high spot with on, onto the ring post into a rana with um, Ray Mysterio, I thought was fantastic. And the finisher you were talking about too, Jess, was great. Um, Mister obviously wins on the reversal into the Frankensteiner and uh, and pins psychosis. I had a thumbs up all day long. Alright, Cuz, go ahead. I, I know we're gonna yell oh, and sorry, we're gonna yeah. yell and cuss
4: about a lot of matches yeah, later, boy, so boy, we're gonna yeah. move it. Go this, ahead, Cuz.
2: It's almost like almost
5: a backslide. In certain parts of the world, it's called Splash Mountain. Other places, on Niagara. Oh, but he blocked He it. got him. One, two, three. Yes!
1: Yeah.
0: I'm just giving a thumbs up. A great match. I loved it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I really. Loved opener, it, yeah. yeah, it was it was fucking really good. And uh, am I mistaken to think that it was actually kind of hard hitting? Like I know it was slow, slow in the beginning, but wasn't it also kind of hard hitting at first? Yeah. About, I was
3: yeah they was did well, it was deliberately slow kind of stiff us huh? sure th- they started slow and, and yeah uh but man when they warmed up and if, if what they said on the pa- the telecast was true and they wrestled in Mexico the night before and mm-hmm, had to get yeah. all the way to Do- Daytona Beach that next day yeah. wow sure. I mean for them to pull pull this off and it was interesting to see this was the um the era when they were just in- introducing these luchadors. and so to hear them kind of make fun of the moves and the oh my gosh what is that and tenay being like Well, it's, th- it's really
2: just Bobby doing it but yeah yeah but like I didn't
3: hear Tanay being like the amazing professor of like wow what's a tope what's a I mean to 20 fast forward 24 years they're
2: like what the hell is a cent
3: exactly so to see it kind of their reaction to this now and this is it's the standard 24 years later it's really it's interesting to see how it was born but talk
2: talk about changing wrestling right yeah they did did that mysterio especially a young
4: mysterio my god so good what was your uh uh, 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 rating rating, craig thumbs up Oh, so moving right along to, so we all agree on that one. That was a fantastic match. And really, yeah, like like you guys stated, seeing the birth of Rey Mysterio Jr. to the United States crowd was something special. I remember watching him back in this time, being excited every time I got a chance to see him. So it was cool.
2: And the crowd really really took to that. Even the non-Luchador fans, you could see the the reactions like, whoa! You could see them getting really excited for them. Um, Genuine reaction and excitement for, for some that I've never seen them before. Yeah, Ray, really, Ray really really great. like
4: translated with the crowd. It makes so much sense that they were so desperate to take his mask off him later cuz you know, like he didn't get over with the mask <sighs> on. Anyway, uh oh, the next no. match Holy is a uh, big Bubba Rogers versus John Tenta in a silver dollar on a pole match. Wee! Okay, so Whee! I'm going to be in the minority funny, here. I, innovative. I'm going to be in the minority here. Uh I I I watched it because at, oh, after, my God. after the opener I watched it and I was like, okay, no. both guys tried They worked hard when I saw them walk to the ring, I was like, I'm, I was getting ready to like go nuts and it wasn't as bad as I expected or remembered it. Um, I like the scissors being used to try to cut the pole down because why the fuck would you make two, uh, especially Tenta, why the fuck would you make them, like, you don't want to see Tenta actually trying to climb the pole because you want to get sympathy on him. That's more of a comedy act to watch a 450 pound man try to climb a pole. So why even put them in this situation to begin with? I blame the bookers, but I did like the scissors being used for it. It kind of told a story. Um, I missed the commentators getting into storylines. They, as dumb as this was, they were all over it. Like the commentating was top notch which took away from the fact that it was just ridiculous. And, and you could tell this was the type of match that WCW hung their hat on in 1995. And the Ray Mysterio and psychosis is what they were trying to go to in 1996. So it was like the, the year before is WCW, which they were stuck, stuck in a funk. And then like the new wave of wrestling, they were trying to usher in. They just didn't know how to let go of their old ways yet. Um, uh, the ending worked, the fucking crowd popped when Tenta hit him with the sack of fucking uh, uh, silver dollars. Um, I give it a thumbs in the goddamn middle because I was expecting to, like terror. And then I started watching and I'm like, okay, okay. They're holding it together. Okay, okay. And then it ended and the crowd popped. I wish Jimmy Hart would have taken a... a a more vicious bump off the pole. But I mean, I'm not going to wish death on the poor guy. Um, he just kind of like tend to push him, and he, we like slid down like a firefighter on the pole. All like nice and graceful, but I give it a thumbs in the middle. Go ahead, Dave. I know I'm in the minority on this.
2: I, 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 I don't even know how I, I never thought that Jimmy Hart could ever shimmy a pole like that, to be honest, first of all, but I'm telling you right fucking now, like, you're fucking nuts <laughs> because anything on a pole match is an automatic. It is awful. It's awful. And you fucking know it. You know and it's, it. And it's a it's sock even worse. On a pole. It's, it's a even sock. worse. It's even fucking worse when it's, it's taped together, Jess. No, and then the bottom of it—that's my ratcheted. problem with the opening like, match with like, shit you would pull your bow. They in, had to have the
4: pole up in the opening match, but then when I saw the way it was, God the way it, it was strapped, it's, it's I was like, shit. "Why wouldn't
2: you just put it up between the first and second Jess, match? Why are you fighting this? It's a 450-pound man." I just said, match. "Blame the
4: booking." I just said, "What blame the, the booking. fuck?
2: What are you talking about? It's a thumbs down all the way, and not because no. of the two guys the, they did." <laughs> no.
4: You're they literally saying the same thing I said. It's not, You're
2: literally it's saying the same thing. It's not their fucking fault. It is not their fault. said the fucking booking. No. The booking is horseshit. Yeah. No. And it's a fucking thumbs down because it's a poll on anything no. match. Put it on a poll, thumbs down, go fuck yourself, WCW. Cuz so go ahead. Fucking move forward.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, rightfully so. I would I felt the same way cuz I never watched the actual match all the way through live until I watched it or watch the match all the way through until having to review it for this podcast. I felt the same way. As soon as you're walking down, and you know it's a something-on-a-pole match, every time, I fucking groan. I hate these types of matches. <laughs> but just because John Tenta actually tricked me for a second, and I thought it was Jake the Snake growing
4: five inches taller and gaining 200 pounds. You got pounds. excited? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this yeah, be I good. forgot but, to uh, note that uh, half his head was shaved because that was a storyline. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, he he big cut like half but his no, head like, or something. I,
0: I, I remember watching it thinking, like, I, I'm not... Cringing at it because of the work that they're putting in. So, Jess, I'm actually going to join you in Thumbs in the Middle. Yeah, I don't know. I'm oh, surprised. Yeah. Even though the concept is so, stupid. Yes,
2: it's yes. Stupid. The word, but it was the, clever to the, use scissors to cut down the you pole. Can't dis- you can't discount the work, but the match yeah. overall, you can't give it that. Chris, yeah. like, yeah.
4: well, I mean, you know, give it a the, thumbs up and let's
2: move
0: on. Match of the night for me. These two guys. Two middles, oh, one on down, story. one up. Come on. no.
2: My
3: thoughts on this is first of all, once you imagine that John Tenta is Kevin from The Office, you never look at him. Oh my God. That's true. Um, and then back, b- biker boss, man, uh, looks terrible. Uh, like that leather pants <laughs> yeah. and the cutoff shirt. Like it just, yeah. it was sad. It was like these guys kind of forgot the ring were, gear. They and were, had to they run were out getting to Target. their
2: shit at Kmart like the night before. Yes,
3: that's exactly. I wrote that in my notes. It was like, oh. I don't know because it doesn't have its earthquake gear. So it's
2: like, Oh, I got to get my, my
3: gear, my blue and black.
2: <laughs> so it was John Tenta's generic earthquake gear. Um Tenta deserves better and so does boss man. Y'all know it. It
3: was Y'all I, know it. I mean Jimmy Hart, kudos to him for kind of shimming He's up, he's up there high to where the poles kind of bending a little bit. I was like, he's gonna die. Um, that thing was literally taped together. You saw it. Was, that, no,
2: it was yeah, tie it was downs. Tape. It was fuck. That's all it was was tie downs. No, it was it was tied down to the to the yeah. like a pole on oh, a pole. Oh was tied yeah, to yeah the was it was ridiculous.
4: It was it was totally. That's why I'm so like. Why did they have to have it up for the opening match? Why couldn't they have just like super glued it after the first? Like, because that's all they did. Like, was just like use twine and tie yeah. it.
3: They were probably proud of it. Like, at two hours before Showtime, they're yeah, like, the, "There she is." I, I used we the have have to get this up
4: because there's no way it's coming down until the match is over. I'll tell you right now, this thing is intricate.
2: So is that a thumbs up for you, Craig?
3: It is. No, it is a thumbs down. Uh Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and Fucking also, days. Carson, I don't know why it's called the Carson City. It's 3,000 miles from Daytona. It has nothing to do with the region. And so it's, the, just, the it's coins, on a pole. The coins. One,
2: one thing, too, Terrible. before it just moves on to the next one. Right before this match, there was a promo with Gene and Conan, which I hate Conan, so I said boo. Oh, but God. Honestly, yeah. Conan did not cut the worst promo ever. He, he was good. Yeah. It was very real. I, I didn't mind it. Um, and then they cut another promo with Bischoff, the Bishop story, talking about the third guy again. And then you got Gene uh, before the third match working with Luger, Sting and Macho Man. And God damn it, Luger, like Macho is like, I don't care who the third man is. And Macho cuts a great promo. And yeah, then course. Luger just fucks it up as usual. Yeah, my only <laughs> note, is, Sting,
3: my note is Luger sucks at speaking. That was my only note. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and then and then I wrote I wrote Macho, I don't care, and then Luger terrible. Sting saves the promo at the end because Sting was fucking fire. He was he. You felt his anger, and he was like so ready to go. Um, he he really he you could tell Sting just believed in the product of what was WCW. So. Um, That was. I just want to make sure we're getting those little storylines in between. Sorry.
4: So the next match is Diamond Dallas Page who won at the April pay-per-view Slamboree won the Battle Bowl that year. So he has a Battle Bowl ring Mm -hmm. puts his Battle Bowl ring on the lining. It's Hacksaw Jim Duggan in a fucking tape fist match. Um, I will. I'm just going to go through my notes. and I'm going to turn it over to you. (laughs) I put big big pop for Duggan because I mean he always gets a big pop. He he actually had a fucking really big pop when he walked out like USA chance
0: everywhere.
4: A tape fist match is so stupid. Uh, my next note is: unlike the previous match, sense. I hated the use of the scissors, especially because it was two matches in a row. Uh, what yeah. was the point of the match stipulation if it didn't factor into the finish? Um, also, why in the fuck would Duggan wait until he, to why in the fuck would Duggan wait until he was defeated to retape his fist and knock DDP out? Bobby Heenan had the quote that said, shouldn't he have done that five minutes ago? And he was right. Th- <laughs> Thumbs <laughs> fucking down. This match was awful. Aaron Dallas
5: is the man who accuses Hacksaw of stealing that ring.
4: really one and two draws and got something
5: out. I think he got the tape out. He's going to tape his legs together around the ring post. Rennie's well, taking, taping his feet as John Tinta, as we've seen him be taped. Now we're seeing Hacksaw Jim Duggan's legs being taped. He can't get it to work right. Why shouldn't his legs be taped together? His eyes are together. Oh man, and he says these things when he knows he's in the safe distance.
2: Dream. Um, I I uh I'm a little bit different on that. DDP takes a head does a headbutt with Haxall. It's a bad idea because Hacksaw you know has the head of you know four times harder than anybody else because Haxall's a little retarded by character, right? Um, I I thought Dallas did a great job carrying the load, getting you know getting work through the entire match, and Douglas doing that face work and just pummeling him. And you know, but DDP gets his little digs in, and, and he'll wins and gets that diamond cutter, which is pretty mediocre. But because of the crowd reactions and and DDP uh, doing, in my opinion, what was great heel work and skinning the cat, I gave it a I gave it a thumbs middle. I gave it and fuck. You're down. out of
4: control. Cuz go ahead, Dave.
2: I, I, I totally Dave. Bypassed it's a taped the, the fist tape. match. I
4: bypassed thumbs down. <laughs> that, Dave,
0: it's a taped fist match. Come on. Come on. Thumbs down. You can't blame the workers for that. Craig, it's the fuckers, fault. Craig, go ahead. I give it a
3: thumbs down. Fucking shit. I just want to spend 10 minutes on this match. Um, <laughs> no, least, you don't. No, no you it, don't. Thumbs down. It's it, it never happened. It doesn't exist. Go. Let's move on. <laughs> <Craig
2: C. laughs> All right, so the next match, uh, it, or was there in, Well, before you do that, Gene, Gene's, uh, Gene's doing interviews with the yes. giant Kevin Sullivan. Oh, God. God. damn it. It's such fucking horseshit. Uh, yeah,
0: giant dude. Um, oh, my and God. And at the
2: at the end, um, Gene okay, tells I have part, um, i He's like, I just have one question for you, Hart. Um, do you brush your teeth? And Hart's like, Why on? Yeah, <laughs> that was that was the best part of that interview. Tells him to brush his teeth, and then Arn and Benoit get interviewed right after with what what's what's his horse's ass name oh, again? Oh God, Jess? Mongo. Um, he's horrible. God damn. No, the Don, fucking uh, was it Don?
0: Uh, fuck. The, Larry Sichler, right? Lee Marshall. Yeah, oh,
3: Lee Mar- oh, Marshall. is the oh, interviewer. Horrible. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Rest in peace, yeah,
2: guys. Yeah. Rest in peace. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, fuck Arn oh, is, is fucking fantastic, as usual. And, then and you Benoit can tell Benoit, like Benoit, a... Benoit's absolutely uncomfortable just Silent. yelling into the mic. You Violent. know something. Oh, my like, God. All out, well, Benoit just, just needs to stop. <laughs> All right. So the next That's match
4: right. is the Nasty Boys versus the Public Enemy in a double dog collar match. I'm so glad they chose not to have the WCW Tag Team Champions on the pay-per-view. Um, but they did this. Yeah. yeah. So my notes are, why are there so many fucking gimmick matches on this fucking card? Knobs um, absolutely killed Johnny Grunge with the goddamn trash can up against the stairs at the beginning of the match, and he did not give a oh, shit. Yeah. Um, the inflatable shark spot made me want to harm children. God damn made it. Made me want to harm children. Uh, I couldn't stand it. Um, <laughs> being in a double dog collar match was pointless why not have it just be a tag team tornado match or a tag team no holds barred match yeah. or a pinfalls count anywhere match mm-hmm. it actually hindered their performance they tripped it, over it. it more than yep. once they had to be mindful of it and they used it as a I weapon a couple it, yes. times
2: I, I, it's in my notes yeah had to be mindful everywhere, the, was everywhere the chains were,
4: and and the post the yeah. post match was pointless and sloppy. I gave it a thumbs in the middle because you know anytime they want, oh my God, they want to put themselves you. in danger, I will respect that. And <sighs> and I mean that's all public enemy is good I, for. Ugh. They did fine. They had a couple shit it's table all that, spots, all but the, nasty boys good it, it, for, the crowd was right, into right. it and it was fine for what it was. But I mean it wasn't like I'd rather I would rather have seen like maybe this match or something on the post show and had the tag team champions Harlem Heat defending against Steiner's on the pay per view. I would rather anything different, but I didn't hate it only because like they had some stiff shots in there, especially when, and then knobs goes nuts on, on the uh, Johnny grunge's head with the fucking chair. And it's just like, it was, they were just crazy. Like they didn't hold back. So that saved it. I think that any, any other circumstances match would have been God awful. But the fact that these four could almost kill each other covered up for their lack of like smooth in ring talent. Go ahead, Dave.
2: I, I only have one good thing to say about this match. And it was the idea to get a dual cam. Uh, for the match when guys split off like that to have them both on camera so you can see what's happening and I don't know why that hasn't continued like if if two people if four people are splitting off and they're Uh. fighting the the entire time why the fuck wouldn't you put a dual cam up I totally disagree it ruined. screen ruined it for me well because it's well, that's, so small. Well, that's the problem. It's like that's if what
0: the, the production needs yeah, are for, like, just like the Spring Stampede ninety four. Oh
2: no, I am not I'm not saying that the size was okay. I'm just saying the idea yeah, of the dual like, cam. If yeah. they split the screen entirely and just said dual cam really small in the in the corner, dual cam. it would have been perfect. But the idea of the dual cam makes up, but you're right, it's way too small. They, and they left it team. up not, for three quarters small. of the match. Yeah, way, way too small. But I I, I agree with that. But I have the same notes Stupid. like Put it on the fucking collars. Why? why the fuck couldn't you put the collars on before they went out and just attach the chain to it? It took them like fucking 10 minutes to get that done. It was like the match took forever before it even started. And then it was way too long. They fucking, it was like, (laughs) I said, I said, just an effort not to get tangled in the, in the ring ropes. As Jess was saying, um, the fucking table just will not break at the end. They fucking try to slam it twice. I think that's why it got prolonged because the table never broke. And that was like their big money make finish. So they fucking put another stupid fucking ending on that. And the fucking inflatable shark attack. What the fuck are you doing? And I put nasty boys win. Fucking I put, quote, mess. This was a fucking mess all the way around. Mess. Thumbs down. The fucking match is sloppy. The ending is worse. The payoff after the match is horseshit. It's it's a fucking it's a clusterfuck. It's and it, it's a classic fucking nasty boy match for that reason. Whoa. I hate it. I hate Damn. every fucking bit of it. I was I was mad to watch it. I tried to fucking fast forward it and I couldn't even get that cuz uh, tell
4: everybody why cuz this was your favorite match. Go on.
0: Thumbs down, <laughs> man. <laughs> fucking well, when we we got spoiled cuz we reviewed Spring Stampede 94 and when you when you compare that match to, you know, Nasty Boys or Safoli and uh uh fucking uh Mountain Man Rock Fucking WWFs, (laughs) Um, that that match, you know, when you compare it, it it felt lackluster. Like like you said, the the chain, the dog collar, it it hindered the performance. It slowed them down. Um, The table didn't fucking break. Uh, And you know what? Just like we complained about uh, using the scissors twice, you kind of had the same angle twice. Hacksaw, after losing, was a sore loser and hit Diamond Dallas Page after the match. Yeah, it was a finish. Same thing with this, right? The fucking public enemy were sore losers. (laughs)
3: <laughs> and they usually. fucking
0: attack nasty was that it just yeah I, it was just hard like I give it a thumbs down Great. Yeah. sorry
3: S- some some sound completely uh because oh, thank you. you have <laughs> These four guys that can have a heck of a match. You have a track record, as Cuz was saying, Spring Stampede, and yet they can't touch each other. They can't intermingle because they're tied together with chains. They never did really intermingle. And they couldn't they can go all the all, the, all over the arena and bust it up and have fun. And they didn't because they were completely limited. Not only did the table yeah. not bust after two over the, on the top rope moves in the ring, the table outside busted after Sags just laid on it. And the split screen kind of made it so kind of clusterfucky. Um, instead of kind of planning it out and plan, planning kind of the production elements out, it was just and the fact they didn't even sell for each other at all. Uh, when one was was hitting full speed with a surfboard, the other was like barely hitting them with a trash can lid. It was just so off kilter. I guess that I don't know. They, I don't think these two teams particularly liked each other or didn't and, want to sell for each other, and it could tell they didn't work well together. Well, it wasn't good. Truth, truth,
0: truth be told, if it wasn't for the the dog collar chains, um, Public Enemy, you know. Not the best, you know, greatest technical wrestlers in the world, but they have proven time and time again that they can get crazier. And, and I felt like, you know, if they, if they would have been well, they were, let loose a little more, you know, they were the over because they were they were yeah. over for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I love the crowd. Loved, the crowd but if you watch the ECW so he, stuff, you you know yeah. that they can do more and they probably could have made it a lot better had they not been hindered by the, uh, the dog collar chain. Go ahead, Jessica. Uh, go ahead.
4: Dave, did they do any stupid interviews or anything you want to know? <laughs>
2: uh oh, gene God. gene threatens a lawyer when he's with all the cops and security yeah. um it's kind of like the but bobby. they keep bringing us a third man <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. yeah give him a little cash see if you can find out who the third man is <laughs> that's right, <laughs> he that's right. About, wait
0: a minute bobby am i i'm not gonna be yeah. a part of one of your scams yeah,
4: but i did right. but i did appreciate be. as dumb as some of these segments were the interview segments like the, it's so they consistent building they, build they were still talking yes. about the third man like i mean this yeah. yes exactly it's all the power right there yeah. So the next match was the cruiserweight champion, Dean Malenko, defending his title Ooh. and he defended his title against Disco Inferno. Uh, I'm just going to read my notes and turn it over to Dave. Disco Inferno <laughs> is both ridiculous and fun all at the same time. Um, yes. Dean Malenko is awesome and good work from both. Disco deserves credit. He's actually a really good professional wrestler. Thumbs up. Yes. Dave, go ahead.
2: I, I wrote, I wrote um, uh, all business. Malenko takes control early. Yeah. Um, <laughs> When he's stretching Disco Inferno, Dusty calls it that's good uncle, right there. Good uncle. I'm just, I thought that was funny. Um, um Inferno's doing really good counters, and uh, Inferno's doing a lot of good work in there, even though he's taking the, the brunt of the punishment, does some great, does some great comebacks. I wrote, Disco is so underrated at this point, and even, even the announcement team said, said, This guy is going places. Um, And I agreed with that. I thought, wow, this was a really good, uh, really good match. It really showcased um, uh, disco more than I thought. When I saw it, I was like, oh, it's disco, right? But I'm like, oh, wow, I forgot he was actually pretty good but Malinko yeah. is a fucking monster the man of a thousand holds has clearly oh, yeah. earned that title um, the Texas Cloverleaf ends it Malinko wins it's a total thumbs up for me well, we I love the, the entire there, what,
5: match I, I what, really enjoyed uh, it Malinko was was lower and, and really got it now double under yeah. arm woke up got him in a suplex power bomb got him there hook He's him up gonna try the Texas Cloverleaf again this time he got it can he get him over? If he no. does, this one will be over. He, he steps right down on him. He's not he steps down place. on him. And gives up. Yeah.
4: It's over. And I know I had my chance. I know I had my chance. But with the, to piggyback on what Dave said, um, you know, I I think Disco is so fucking annoying on his podcast he does with Conan but but Mm. but i do have to give credit he is a really good professional wrestler one of the things that i noticed and i really enjoy movement that's why i like eddie guerrero so much because eddie guerrero moves like moves like nobody else did um oh yeah there's a towards the end they're doing some chain wrestling back and forth like some counter spots and then dean malenko lands a knee to the midsection and disco sells it and buckles over but instead of just standing there kneeled over and letting malenko come to him he took the shot to the gut spun around while while he was holding his gut, and then faced Malenko again, and kind of while he did it, walked into Malenko so Malenko could get fed and hit his next move. That is a that's, that's a professional wrestler. That is somebody who is trained. You're well. right. That's a really good that point. is somebody who is that's trained well. You, you don't just stand there and wait for the guy to come to you. He made it really easy on Malenko, as he should, because that spot, what they were doing right there, needed Malenko to go boom, boom, boom and hit some moves back and forth, you know, really quick to kind of keep the chain wrestling going. So uh, that was my note. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you.
2: No, no, you're good. Thumbs up for for you as well, obviously. Yeah, I
4: loved it. I said, loved it.
2: You, okay, thumbs up for two.
4: Uh,
3: I I didn't Take I didn't me. appreciate this match as much as I could have, and the, the the stuff that I saw in it, I liked. It It was it long, right? Disco
4: and what was that? It was a little long, right? To
3: be honest. Yeah, um, and but I I did like the story involved. It was like can Disco put aside his dancing and actually win a championship, and it showed a side of him that you hadn't seen before. And Malenko, I forgot how intense that dude is when he charges to the ring and, like, slaps fans' hands away and then just wants to get right at it when he gets in the ring. So I I admire the storytelling, but I had such a... I felt like the shit sandwich I had to eat with the three matches before this. I could. It took me a while to get back in it, and I didn't fully appreciate this after having some caviar oh, with wow. psychosis <laughs> and Ray. So I'm, I'm sorry that this match got put here, but I, I was not in a good mood already, and I didn't appreciate it for what it was. So uh, I'll give it a thumbs in the middle. I, I,
2: I think. I think as soon as I see Malenko, I'm, a, I'm like thumbs up. Before you tell me different, <laughs> because it's Malenko. If that, if that makes sense, Craig. I think so that maybe that's why it was. Once, as soon as I saw, it, I was. Instantly out of the 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 shit sandwich. Yeah, if that make sense? I was like, oh yes, finally.
4: What did you What sense, did you think, you know, Cuz?
0: Oh, I definitely give it a thumbs up. And yeah, Dave, earlier in the text you mentioned about how underrated uh, Mal- or uh, Disco Inferno is, and it's like, yeah, watching that you you do for or when, when, going back to watch this, I I forget actually how good he was, <laughs> and you know, I I liked it that he's he's so silly and you don't take him serious, but then this match he actually showed. Like, I, I came to fight, and I think someone even said that. Shivani uh, or Dusty uh, said, oh, you know, Disco Inferno, he came to fight tonight. And, yeah, he showed that. He showed how good he was in that ring and, you know, that you should take him more serious when he's in the ring, you know, outside of his flashy, goofy Disco character. And, yeah, it was a great match all the way around. DiMalinko, what can you say, man? Fucking one of the greatest it's, uh, technical wrestlers it's ever.
2: Fucking, it's fucking DiMalinko. Like, yeah. <laughs> you so, yeah you any uh, uh, right any in interview segments, Dave, after this one?
4: I don't. I, don't I didn't list those.
2: No, no. I, I, what I saw, we went right into Joe uh, Gomez versus fucking. Mongo. So I'm sorry, yeah, we have no, to
4: cover this. The match. next match was Joe Gomez against Steve Mongo McMichael's. Uh, I'm just going to read my notes. Absolute trash. I'm still amazed that they trusted <laughs> Mongo with the Tombstone pile driver for his finisher. And uh, yeah. a- oh an absolute God. thumbs down. Uh, Dave, go ahead.
2: Uh, the best part of this match was Deborah. Yeah, I forgot how. <laughs> I'm just. Man, saying that. She was it's- really young looking. Yeah.
4: <laughs> It's true,
2: yeah. Uh, Mongo is so damn green. I think he was green till he stopped wrestling. I wrote clusterfuck pile driver. No no idea why. Mongo wins. Thumbs down. It's all I The ahead. less you write, the more pissed off you are about it. Go ahead, guys. Uh, you know, all <laughs> oh,
0: you know. Deborah, Deborah <laughs> wasn't. This wasn't her at her hottest. So you know, she was way hotter. Uh, the attitude but still the best
2: part of the but still the best part of the yeah, she is but you know Did she, you wasn't dism- her
0: peak, she wasn't peak deborah she wasn't double <laughs> was peak Debra, your so. actual notes right
4: now for this match was you know this wasn't the hottest Deborah's bed. she looked hotter <laughs> later you know what thumbs down like that was- <laughs> thumbs down oh that was perfect i saw perfect. i saw two two
0: mongo mcmichael's fighting each other because they look exactly like yeah they, it yeah, was horrible yeah. so that's yeah. uh, uh, uh i guess it's uh how, how do you say uh, fitting that he used the tombstone two undertakers two mongos
3: ah good so, point yeah. oh Debra God.
0: wasn't her huh? Just, and that, yeah there you go Craig, Craig go ahead
3: I'm going to read my notes down. because I, I am I am salty at this point. This is just awful. <laughs> <laughs> my, my notes. Why
2: why is this not on the pre-show, right, Craig? My, like, seriously. My, my notes are,
3: why is Mongo fighting Bizarro Mongo? Just like Cuz. <laughs> uh, and then just one long sentence of, he can't hit the ropes. He can't even get the ref's attention to shoot Joe Gomez out of the way in the beginning. He can't get in a yeah. three-point stance. He can't relax. He can't stomp. He can't take a backdrop. He can't give an axe handle. He can't take a sunset flip.
2: Worst. Uh. Fuck this. You, you so took a hard. lot of notes that for that. You were ang- Those were angry notes, too. I just, everything I just, he I, did, and he's so proud it, of himself. Every time I hear his name, I, I always hear, Mongo like candy. <laughs> I that. mean, just and besides and the <laughs> obvious
4: reason is, why Why would Joe Gomez be I've trusted, who yet. is just as green as Mongo was, why would he be trusted with Mongo's health oh, no. in his hands and vice versa? And like, why, both super why are dangerous. they not
2: on the pre-show? Like you said, the, the tag team championship was on the pre show. Not even the pre show. This match show? doesn't
4: even deserve to be on WCW Saturday night, which they pre tape and can edit. That's how bad it was. Like this match. Yeah. I, I'm This with
2: match you, man. should I not have understand. happened
4: anywhere in any high school gym. Anywhere. This match should not have happened ever. Anyway, well, I I, I I've said th- too much. This,
3: this match was in Chicago, though. Oh, wait a second. It wasn't. It was Daytona Beach, Florida. <laughs> there's no
4: reason. It's stupid. I had him on it.
2: All so right, so any excuse. any interview
4: segments, Dave, before I seriously tilt my yes. tail over?
2: Gene uh, uh, is interviewing Woman and Elizabeth and Ric Flair here, and I, I, I'd i never heard Elizabeth speak before, and now I know why. Um, she couldn't even speak into the mic properly. Um, better seen, not heard, unfortunately. We all love Elizabeth, by the way, because she did bring so much to Macho's character in the WWF days, but still, there's probably a good reason why she wasn't doing mic work now gene with, with woman is absolutely fucking hilarious. Um, like there's a point where she, she starts like, you know, like touching his chest all nice and cozy. Like, and he actually drops the mic. He's like, oh, then drops the mic. And at the very end, he's like, we're going to have a pole vaulting competition after this. Fucking gene. I just,
4: that man, and nobody caught it. Like nobody caught what was, <laughs> he should be in jail. I
2: mean, isn't that, but that's is that not great? That's great. I love, I love I it. It was fun, and, and and by the way, Flair was also there. I'm just you know so there too. It, it Flair's
4: always <laughs> great. So the next match is Ric Flair defeating Conan to win the WCW US Championship, and just me reading that sentence, the match was just as awkward as that sounded. Um, Co- I'm gonna read my notes once again and turn it over to Dave. Conan is a poor worker. Mm-hmm. Styles clash. Ric Flair was trying hard to get heel heat, but since Conan wasn't over and he's so bad playing to the crowd, it looked forced and awful. Conan just wasn't over, so nobody cared. Woman shaking the ropes on that spot where she was supposed to uh, knock Conan down was horrible. He was standing on the top rope and she shook the bottom rope, which didn't even shake the top rope, and he fucking had to bump anyway. It was awful. The ending was offensive. I am going to give a Ric Flair (laughs) match and a Ric Flair title win a thumbs down. Dave, go ahead.
2: Wow. It was it was and awful.
4: It was awful. Reason. It
2: was awful. That's the only reason why I give it a thumbs up is because of the two things you said. But I agree. I, 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 a little out of sync is my notes. I, it actually gets worse as the night goes on. I, I think when they came overnight from Mexico, I think that's true. That's legitimate. I don't know if these guys had a chance to even work this match out. There are so many flubs and botches throughout it. Um, even even um, the spot where, um, you know, like the... Uh, where camera has to the camera has to come over to a woman and and you know everything's just shaking and off. Um there she shakes Conan off the ropes. It was ill-timed. Um, that's the spot I was talking I about. Say, yeah, that's the spot I was talking about. Yeah, exactly. It was ill-timed. The camera was not in the right place for several of those moves. Um, like they, they didn't know what to do, they didn't know what camera to go to. Um, you can tell like everything is off on it. Like they never even got a chance to work this out. Um, what I will say, when when woman comes in and hits the low blow, the crowd goes absolutely fucking nuts. I mean, they love her. They love woman. And I, I, I think that was the best part of the match, but, um, the ladies interfere once again, while Conan, um, has the pin Flair wins and a heel fashion, I did give it Thumbs Middle only because it's Flair regaining another You know, time. I That's
4: know Conan funny. was like oh, this man. handsome, young, muscular guy. He drew in Mexico. God, I'm so mad right now. I got to call my shit. Um, you he just drew, called him handsome I, I'm not. No, he was. Like it, back in the early 90s, <laughs> like he was like the heartthrob. He did like soap <laughs> operas and shit. He did soap <laughs> operas in Mexico. <laughs> like, But but it, uh, he was a I understand that sometimes oh, that, eyes, eh? that works. Hulk Hogan comes to mind. But at the same time, like Conan was a bad worker. And nobody under, nobody, he's fucking terrible. It, all the time. Conan never did anything I liked. He looked awful and soft at everything. His looks and his physique carried him. He got big in Mexico because, the, you know, all the women came to see him. And he legitimately made a lot of money in Mexico. But he's awful. He's an awful professional wrestler. I've said it all. He whoa, whoa, is an whoa, 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 awful whoa, 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 professional whoa. wrestler. He couldn't even read the room here and realize that, okay, I gotta really be a face and make, Flair was trying his ass off so much to where Flair was making people laugh which made people cheer for him which i know it's hard to get cheered against flair i get it especially at this stage right like but at the same time like he's such an awful pro wrestler that he couldn't even he couldn't even have a good match with arguably the greatest wrestler of all time what the fuck are you even doing like what do you and, and the WWE still put all kinds of stock in him and fucking kept him employed for like four more years fuck conan go ahead i'm sorry dave Just
2: fucking give fuck no, no, I'm good. Thumbs down. R- rolling, rolling. He's awful. Lines. He's awful.
3: Yeah, it was 16 minutes of Matt diarrhea. Thumbs down. Yes. Right
2: got him right in the temple.
5: Absolutely, right above the ear. Yes, and that will knock you out. I mean, cold. A four-inch spike heel. What's he do? Flair's gonna make a cover. He's got the ropes.
4: One, Insult two, to injury.
5: Yes. We've got a yes. new what, what do you mean? Yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, Conan, made me give Rick, a Ric Flair match a thumbs down. Fuck you to hell, Conan. You fucking suck. He sucks. <laughs> he looked cool as Max Moon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I knew it was coming. But I knew it was covered.
4: <laughs> Hold on.
0: I give it thumbs in the middle just because the sight of woman and Elizabeth made up for lackluster Deborah. <sighs> understandable. The match. Understandable. Wow. And flair. I, I, no, I give it, it the
4: match sucked. <laughs> match thumbs down. Craig, go ahead. Thumb-
2: no, I, I oh, did. I said it was 16 minutes that. of he Matt did. diarrhea. Yeah, oh, shit. Really, I'm so upset. Really I'm,
4: I have blind rage right now. I don't even know who's
0: gone. So every- Wait, Dave. So, huh? What? Did you say thumbs down or thumbs middle? Because I, I put it. Middle. I put.
2: I put it middle. Because oh, you there.
4: love flair, and I'm fine. I'm fine. I respect that. I respect. Yeah,
2: that. no, I, uh, Yeah, I, I if did, something worked for you, that's fine. That's I, I'm with, I'm I got a game. No, it's it's Let me gain my that. composure and tell
4: me if there was an interview, Dave. After this, I can't breathe right now.
2: Gene is at Gene is right at the door of the Outsiders. He's listening in, and as he walks away, he's like, <laughs> "The third man. He's a little muffled, but he does sound familiar." <laughs> and, you know, uh, like Gene Oclin, Gene Oclin and the Sleuth. <laughs> so the
4: next, the next match was a, was a tag team match. It was Arne Anderson and Chris Benoit of the four horsemen against the WCW world heavyweight champion, the giant and Kevin Sullivan. Just going to read my notes. Kevin Sullivan is so sloppy. I hate him. He's um, horrible. <laughs> I did use the word hate. Uh This match. <laughs> This match mainly was to advance the storyline between Sullivan and Benoit. This match could have easily been the Giant defending the title against Benoit for the title with Anderson in Benoit's corner and Sullivan in the Giants' corner, but WCW can't book their way out of a fucking paper bag. Uh, This match was a thumbs down. (laughs) I hated it. Go on.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, Lots of pre bill action at the start. Taskmaster is is taking the majority. I hated it. Let me
4: rephrase. I hated it because it was a waste of... 50% of it was good talent at the time. And I mean, Arn Anderson and go on.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. And that's why I, I, the ring is cut off. The Giant's taking his shots where he can. Uh, Sullivan is terrible, is in my notes. Uh, finally, the Giant is in. He clears the ring. Uh, Giant versus Arm while Sullivan and Benoit are all over the stadium momentarily. The Giant does choke slam Arn Anderson. Um, I put because of the ring work with Anderson and Benoit, I gave it a thumbs middle. But <coughs> God damn it. Like, I just – Giant and Sullivan, like, what the fuck are, are you doing? And then, like, at the end, like – why do you have to carry Sullivan out? Why do you got to carry that fat ass over the top rope and carry him over the ring? <laughs> I, I, Kevin
4: Sullivan, great booker. Everyone said nothing but good things about him. Nice guy. Uh, we uh, Remember, we kind of met him, Dave, a little bit indirectly at the PCW event. He was super nice. Yeah. He was super approachable. He was going up to fans. Super he little. Was go- super tiny. He was going up to fans, complimenting their <laughs> shirts and stuff. He was really a nice guy. I just, I hate his in-ring work. Like, he's the, like one of the worst wrestlers I've ever seen. Like, I've never gotten the allure of Kevin Sullivan, but he was big in Florida, Jess. I don't care. I don't care. Like, I don't care. Like, like
2: I. I didn't, you, didn't you say someone told him to wrestle like a giant? Like yes, like never there go go was a
4: shoot interview wrestling. that he did where he was <laughs> trying to figure out his, his, his Hogan. Uh, it was uh, some, some legend did back at some old legend. They were just like, you know, you're super short in there, but you're in there with heavyweights a lot. Wouldn't it be funny? And wouldn't it be a good unique gimmick if you sold like you were six foot eight, 400 pounds? Man. And so that's why he never bumps. But it's he's awful. Yeah. He's awful. He gets clothesline legit right in the fucking face because Benoit doesn't pull his punches ever. Oh. And so like he'll hit Benoit, he'll hit Sullivan in the face, and he twirls and doesn't fall on his back. And like just the way Mongo hit the ropes, the way Craig described, is the way Sullivan bumps, and it's awful. And I hate it. I hate watching him. I get I think, upset. I
2: think that's extremely accurate. What he, a great Conan, way! To his entire entire Conan, Conan work. and is it Kevin wind?
4: Sullivan are my ultimate. Team. <laughs> <laughs> Conan Conan, and Kevin Sullivan.
2: So, wait, 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 wait. Repeat that. What did
3: you say? Again, His Craig? entire in ring work in psychology is a rib based off some guy saying he should throw a, a giant.
4: No, it's he's like, it's, okay, <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm
3: going to do that. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> thank you for that.
4: Like, he's a great... I'm telling God, like, Conan and Kevin Sullivan's work, they trigger me. They just fucking trigger me. I'm sorry. Like, who hasn't rated this match? Because I'm getting upset again. I'm, I really no, can't. No, I, I haven't. I, I feel I the exact either.
3: same way. Uh, there doesn't even need to be two of us on, on this podcast. I, I feel very in sync with you. If you are in the ring, and if you have Arn Anderson and Chris Benoit on the other side, and they cannot elevate you to a passable match, you should not be in there. This right. was garbage. I'm glad he had a Satan gimmick, because this was my personal hell. Thumbs down, cuz. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Well,
3: just like Giant said in the interview before this, horse stew—that's
0: what this was—and then Mongo came down. I mean, I mean, come on, it was, oh. horse, it was a horse down. It was a ma- thumbs down. Yeah. Fuck, I'm so mad.
2: And, and, and horses down. Oh, and one quick note made me vomit. Mongo Dave, Dave was there a very the segment? The- I was like, come on. The very yeah, end, it, a, did
4: everybody was just, ha- was, was there an interview or did everybody take naps? What happened? I don't know what happened. Well, actually, before no, that, before there was, before
3: a, that, there was Dave, a nice, yeah, go ahead. The, the very end where Benoit keeps kicking Sullivan and woman comes out kind of as a nod to, I guess, the um, the back or the smart marks with, uh, he you know, it yeah. was Chris yeah. Benoit's, it yes. is a very, considering the I history and what happened, it was a Stop. very uncomfortable segment to him. me. Knowing Stop that, like, it. oh, that, the guy, she's begging for his, him to leave her alone. And this ends up being the person that killed me. It was very awkward. Oh, my God. It was a moment Sobering.
0: Well, was okay. I'm glad you opened that door because I was thinking right here. I wish Benoit turned into the murderer right there and just of oh, it. Sweet oh, Jesus!
2: <laughs> oh, no. Holy shit! I wow. We're all going. Okay. We're all going.
4: Okay. Here. Yeah. Okay. I'm already there. So yeah.
2: yeah. So just to your point, there was before the last match. But, it, they but it's a, always a that way, right? A, a nice little replay composite of the hostile takeover footage for like that last what six, seven weeks, the and I really music? thought it. I thought it was pretty cool. It was really cool, and like it kind of got you geared up for the, for the final match. Yeah, it was really archaic, like, very computer-esque, like, weird fade-outs, and it's all... The it's 90s all, music, you know, again. It's all glitched up, yeah, you know? Nice yeah, nice so was still but it was Now we are going to uh, get
4: on to our main event, and I'm just going criti- to... We're, we're going to
2: split it into two. The Hostile Takeover we're Match. We're going to split it
4: into two. I want you guys to thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs down the match, And then we'll do the angle afterwards. separately. So do do not. And the first thing, let's, I'm not (laughs) even going to talk about the ending right now. The outsiders, the outsiders, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall uh, took on, and they were supposed to have a mystery partner. The third man that they hyped all night were taking on sting Lex Luger and Randy Savage. The second they walked down to the ring, Luger stubbed his toe and knocked himself out. So they had to, (laughs) (laughs) they had to take him out. Now, let me just say, here's my notes. Here's my notes. (laughs) When Luger okay, got okay. pulled out, I thought the third man was going to be either Savage. And this, I'm I'm talking Jess in 1996. I legitly thought, okay. I,
2: that makes okay, sense. Okay, Luger's yeah, out. I so the third
4: man is going to be either Sting or Savage. And oh. they're going to join Hall yeah. and Nash and beat the shit out of one guy. So I, I that's what I thought. Um, with an outside chance that maybe it was Luger to throw you off. He got pulled out early for a reason. But he got rammed against the pole. And I was like, eh, would they really like risk... Actually, legitimately hurting him in the storyline, and then have him no sell the poll. So, um, so I, I thought maybe some of that could happen, or. I thought we were going to get screwed all together with, because Luger got taken out early, Hall and Nash would just wrestle a tag match against Sting and Savage and Hall and Nash would cheat to win. win. And then they'd be like, well, we don't need to reveal our third guy tune in tomorrow on nitro because your third guy can't even pony up. He, cause you know. they,
2: cause they've done that before. Yeah. So yeah. I
4: thought, th- I thought we were going to get fucked. Legitly. When I first saw that, I was like, we're going to get fucked either. It's, it's either going to be Savage or Sting or we're going to get fucked. That's, that's what I thought at the time. So the match itself was actually not great. Um, and they gave no. these guys a lot of time, 16 minutes, and I don't know, I mean, God, we, too yeah, much. No, there was really no ring general in there. There really wasn't. I mean, Savage is... No yeah, ring general,
2: no, no real ring in the bell. Either. Savage is, no, and I,
4: I'm going to be kind of rough with Savage here, he's at his best when he could work one-on-one with the guy and invite them over to his house and give him a 25 page script. And that's fine. And that's fine. And it always has worked. It always has worked. But when he's in like this situation, it's a tag match. It's convoluted. It's more storyline driven. Savage can't shine. Sting. Same thing. Sting is great. And he's very versatile. And I've said that on past podcast episodes, but he's not a ring general in that sense. When you're in there with Hall and Nash as well on the other side, I just don't, I don't know. There was no heart to this. they, they, they did the match and they knew in their minds what was going to happen afterwards. So they were like, whatever. And, and it worked because we'll talk about the, the second part of this match later, but I mean like it worked in the sense that they didn't really have to put, but this kind of started the whole WCW having big main events with big names and big storylines. But the work was awful compared to WWF who didn't have great characters who didn't have good storylines, but their main event guys were like hitting home runs every night. This kind of started that trend with WCW to where, They hit. They hit gold with the angle we're going to talk about, but like the match is never delivered, and it started here. They tried. I saw the beats in the match where they wanted it to mean something, especially at the end when they did the Nash did the double low blow to uh, Sting, Uh, Sting or Savage. One of the two Mm -hmm. got low blowed, and then that opened up. You know the 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 angle to happen. But um, I thought the match was a thumbs down because like I I remember watching it going nothing's happening here. This ending has to be. Fantastic, And it was, but, but anyway, right. so we, we my to the match you know, part, I say thumbs I down. Dave, go ahead. Something, something, a myth is
5: the word. I don't even know if that if that's a, a hell of a word or not, something but I stinks. know it is. The fight is on the floor now. Macho man's got a chair. That's right. Hit him. Yeah. Don't hold him back. No, Let him rep. hit him in the head. Yeah,
2: match. Thumbs down. Yeah, uh, I, I have notes in here. Buffer's announcing, so you know it's a big fucking deal to them to have this uh, work with Buffer because you know how much that cost. Um, everyone's pissed that there's only two to start When it comes from the outsiders The announcers are losing their shit um, Gene has to go into the ring And talk to Buffer And then literally interview these guys Before the match even starts And they're like Hey y'all You know We don't need him right now We'll be just fine You'll see him when you see him And everyone's fucking Just livid about it um, You know and Luger's knocked out within 20 seconds And now it's a two on two And that's when Bobby says We're in deep Sand <laughs> like Bobby can't see he's in deep shit. So I just I, I love it when Bobby says stupid stuff. I just make a note of it every single time. And you already kind of got into it. Sting does a lot of work in, inside the ring the entire time. He's getting worked over. He uh, he finally starts beating the, the tar out of Nash and finally gets a, a tag into Macho. And I agree, Macho does nothing but a bunch of double axe handles here. It's just not exciting. It's not staged. It's not fun for me. Um, the crowd was over when he finally got in there and then you're kind of underwhelmed. Right. Um, at the end of it, when, when we, we all know how the Indian goes, we'll leave it there. I do give it a thumbs down. I thought it was very, it could have been for as big as it was supposed to be. It could have been far more organized. I didn't see any reason to knock Luger out. If that was going to be the case, you should have just done a two on two and had some, had some cheating going on, have the third man come in and then churn. You don't need fucking three people. You just fucking have a guy come in and churn and, you know, you can, you can talk about we've got someone else, but he, he'll he'll come around when he comes around, and then he just totally comes in and shocks you. But it does it does make you watch for the third man. But I just, I don't if you're gonna have a third man the entire time, why do you knock out your third man within two minutes? That doesn't make any sense to me. So they still could have worked them over with three people and still had the story work fine, and that would that would have made the NWO even more profound. So all of that booking just it's horseshit, and I give it a thumbs down.
4: Go ahead, Cuz.
0: I actually uh you know I had a I I went into the world of kayfabe for this match even watching it now and everything I, I looked at I looked and listened to a lot of stuff everything from Michael Buffer announcing it to the little yeah. video package the build up of yeah the like Hall and Nash you know because they're they're funny guys right like e- even on screen when they're when they're built to be this serious threat this these dangerous guys they're they're silly but then they still put that in your mind, like, oh, these guys are dangerous, though. Like they they randomly fucking uh, powerbomb Bischoff, and look look what they're doing to these guys as they're invading um, Nitro and, and and all that. And and then just when when it started off with two versus three, they like, call it, like, we'll take on three, you know, they're like we'll two on three. And, and the the commentating ma- making them sound like a serious threat. I, I remember when Luger he you know when they start the match, Luger punches Hall, Hall gets the upper hand and starts punching him back, and even Dusty. Look at how good this outsider looks like. And then, and then, like just the the importance of them feeling like, oh man, now we're in, in dire straits here. Luger's out, now we're down two on two. No, it's
2: it's it's deep it's, sand. Yeah, deep sand. deep sand.
0: Which actually, that probably made the match a little bit better than what it could have been if Luger was involved <laughs> in it too. But just the atmosphere, that, and then and then knowing how the angle ended, ends, and and just that anticipation. Like I can have imagined what it would have been like in '96 being there. The atmosphere. That you literally can cut with a knife just anticipating what's gonna happen. So I, I give it a thumbs in the middle for all those reasons. But yeah, when you know what, when Macho Man had the hot tag, it, it, it did feel like a little letdown right there. I felt like uh, he almost almost didn't know what to do. He was just dropping a bunch of fucking axe handles from the top and it almost seemed like he had to stop and think after every one to think I what he was what he's, gonna do. He was like, I, I know. know, how I know how to stop. Talk again.
2: <laughs> well, I always thought he looked awkward in a WCW ring. Maybe yeah. it was the size yeah, of it. Yeah. He didn't have enough room to work in there. If yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. But before you every, go-
0: every little thing, even even like if you're a like if you had to put yourself in the kayfabe mode, um, and, and you're rooting for WCW, just Dusty Rhodes saying, if there's anyone that could take a bait in it's going to be Sting, and Sting was just getting hammered on. And, and you know, it's just just little things like that I pay attention to. I like the little, good story. The little, yeah, yeah, the little storyline or the little story that they all tell. Commentators, ref, wrestlers, everything. But before you,
4: in the middle. before you go, Craig, I actually, that's a good point, Dave. Like they could have kept Luger in there because, because um, I'm talking about Dave's point. Nothing you oh. ever say <laughs> makes sense. Um, Whoa. Uh, um Dave to Dave's point earlier about Luger being knocked out early oh. they could have actually had a three on two because you would have enjoyed to see that here are two guys yeah. that have been talking shit for like two and a half months you know coming in through the crowd go WCW where's the not man? just mocking all of them and then it would be cool for a while to see three people whip the shit out of two guys because that's what you wanted to see and then you would almost be like yeah where's your third man fucker you guys don't have a third man all talk and then towards the end of the match Luger takes the pull shot gets taken out then the third man comes down that would have actually that's a great point that would have been a lot more to me that would have been that would have made perfect sense but they did luger in the beginning maybe they did it because they wanted you to think it was luger like i said earlier possibly um but yeah i, I kind of wish that yeah you would have saw hall and nash kind of get the shit beat out of him a little bit because oh now it's not in your favor right you're not sneaking up on us through the crowd you're not power an announcer now through the table now you got three of our best now and then luger oh. takes a shot at the end after Luger gets taken out on a stretcher, we have the third guy come out. Holy shit. Like, you know, that happens.
0: Well, that, that's why I like the way that, – that's why I personally like the way it happened, though, Um, just because it was already kind of like, oh, man, these guys are dangerous. They're, they don't care. They're going to go two on three. And then, oh, man, these guys are so dangerous, they took Luger out right away. Now we're real True. trouble. These guys are True. serious. I mean, that that's that's just my perspective on it and why I enjoyed it that and why I, why I gave it a thumbs in the middle, just all those combined, all those elements combined for me. No, I'm a piece but, of yeah. shit. Craig, go ahead. You are. <laughs>
3: Uh, All those are great points. Uh, I don't know how 1996 Craig watched and remembered this match. And I failed in my task to really evaluate this match also because at this point I felt like I'd lived through John Tenta and Joe Gomez (laughs) and uh, Mongo and Kevin Sullivan. And I felt like the clockwork orange guy who's being forced to have his eyes open by this point. So and all I could really think about during this match was the match before this. Chris Benoit and Kevin Sullivan had brought all the sand back from the set into the ring That's at the right. very end. It's oh yeah, and so I was You're like, right. all these, all the sand. I hope they got all the sand out. There's a lot of sand. <laughs> the sand. And so I never all these sand. points of the psychology and the angle and appreciating it. I just was numb, I guess. So uh, I'm so sorry, but it was yeah. I mean, thumbs in the middle. I, I will take all these at heart and. Admit that I failed It was It was fine
5: We love it The Savage is loose The Savage is loose The heads go together And he is kicking Butt right and left Oh, oh my right goodness gosh. Referee didn't see it go are getting, him getting pounding away it away Savage He's got one on the floor He's got the other way down oh. got Nash is down He's got Nash down Oh, oh, no! Hulkamania! Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan is here! Hulk Hogan's here! Hulk Hogan is in the building! you damn right he is! Go get him, Hulk, sir! Yeah, whose side is he on? Go, what are you talking about? Whose side is he on? What are you talking about? Yes, sir! Get him, Hogan! Go get him, baby! Come on and get some of this now! Who's that? Hulk Hogan arrived. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. What is oh he doing? Oh my god! Is he the third man? He's the third man! What the- so
4: now, now we're gonna go along to what happened afterwards. So the double nut shot lands. Uh all the men are down in there, which is a cool little spot because that clears the stage for Hulk Hogan coming down the aisle in yellow and red. He had him in on TV for about three and a half months. Uh comes down, the crowd pops pretty big for him. Um I remember specifically watching this in my living room and when he got in there, he had no charisma and I don't mean that in the bad way, like he didn't want to be there. You knew by the way he got in the ring and when he tore his shirt and just kind of stood and stared at Hall and Nash, like he was kind of fending them off, but not really. Like I knew right then, like he's, he's a third man. And then, of course, he backs in and drops a leg on Savage, and history's made. And one of the most craziest scenes with all the trash being thrown in the ring. Hulk cuts probably the oh my God. probably the best promo of his fucking career um, in there, and uh, it was it was awesome. And. And, like, legitly, I know it's been talked about to death. Uh, everybody knows this moment. Everyone remembers this pay-per-view for this moment. Uh, but, like, I wanted to talk about this moment separately because it cannot be understated that it is probably one, if not the biggest moment in wrestling history. Because it's special because it's him. And because, like, both companies were just, I'll say my, my coined phrase, fumble-fucking around for the last two years. And <laughs> WCW was hiring legends and the Hulkies phrase. of the world and the Macho Mans and trying to make you watch the old guys. And w- WWF was still stuck in the 1980s of the Trashmen and the fucking King Mabels and the Diesels. And the they were just trying so hard Nails. to make you, you know, like figure out what do you like? What is the crowd like? Both companies were desperately struggling for it. And when Hogan and when Hall and Ash came in, it sent such a spark of like, like it was refreshing. And then the cruiserweight division in this company was refreshing like two or three months before. And then watching Hogan walk down, even if you hated him, which a lot of people did at this point, um, like when he walked in there and did it, you didn't, it didn't really hit you until after he stood up and you saw a lot of those trash. And he started talking like he still had Hulk Hogan's cadence in his voice. And he said, brother 9.2 billion times. But the way I'd never heard him say, tell the people to shut up. I never heard him say I'm that was phenomenal. I kissed all the babies <laughs> I I I kissed all the kids and you guys still like treated me with disrespect you guys can stick it Brother. like it was just it was the first time that a shoot interview Legitly leaked on I know they kind of did it Like you know in, in a little bit before But not really Like not really Like Brett didn't do his whole Pushing Vince down And cussing in the After the Steel Cage match Until 97 So this was all done before that And to hear Hulk Hogan Of all people Like get in there And be like You guys can stick it You guys suck I make tons of money. I did it all for the money. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me. The awesome line of, well, all these guys were bumming gas to get to high school, you know, putting their cars to get to high school. I was selling out arenas across the world. He meant it. And that's where the best promos come from. And that's where the best characters are a derivative from. And he, I think Hall and Nash couldn't have had a third cool guy. If it was Sting, which he was the original choice, by the way. If it was Sting, Mm -hmm. they would have tried to make all three cool and coy and you know and i don't know if that would have worked hulk had to be that ridiculous paint my beard on over the top heel for hall and ash to be even cooler and as the months would and
2: and, and lead the, path as, too, the on, yeah, lead as the months
4: would play on, yeah as the months would play on it made sense and it worked if it hadn't been for hulk hogan being the third guy hall and ash would have been over and it would have been a fun angle but it might have petered out by Starcade that year because of hulk hogan and, and I'm not saying that he booked it. I'm not giving him credit as far as creative. I'm just saying because of him, Hulk Hogan, using him in this role, it it made the WWF have to rethink everything they've ever known and fight back. It made the Monday Night Wars what it was. NWO was way bigger uh, before Austin and Vince struck a chord, before DX struck a chord. This started what we knew as the most entertaining wrestling period of all time during the Monday night war, whether you can go back and watch all this stuff and say, it actually kind of sucked, which some of it did. And this paper is a perfect example. Um, but like, but it, it, it sparked people to finally go, this is different. This is really cool. And it all started right here with this. Of course, I give this, this yeah. a thumbs up, uh, Dave, go ahead.
2: Yeah. For so many reasons. Uh, I can tell you what my kid, persona thought of this when it happened i think i was even there with jess and craig in, in your house jess when when i went down in your house and i said and i said did it look like hogan re- almost hesitated like he wasn't ready to do it that's how i felt when he was sitting up there and he was kind of he was tearing his shirt but you could tell it was just kind of mediocre and he kind of looked around and even the leg drop he gave was like very it was just mediocre it was not not that I was like, he almost didn't want to do it. And I think there was always that that bit of him in my mind as a kid where he was fighting it. It's almost like like the Jedi getting forced into darkness. And, and he was definitely lured there. I always, That's how I felt this storyline went down. But once he was in it, he was in it to win it. The promo is fantastic. I also um, side note, I know it sounds really dumb. Hogan, in my opinion, is probably in the best physical shape of his oh, yeah, entire yeah. career at this moment. Um, he's not bloated. He's just not fat he' he's, he's trim he's cut he looks great it probably prolonged his career by at least a decade by by sh- shedding all that excess weight um, and he comes in there and he says you better tell all these guys to yeah shut I, was gonna, up. Hear I, I, was I was gonna I was gonna note to that
4: I forgot that line that line like it was like a vacuum like came in the room when he said it and it was such a pop but it was mm-hmm. not a pop that I'd ever heard before it was like a, yeah it was a gas but some people were say? cheering but like it was just like if you want to hear what I want to say tell these people to shut up and it was just like this okay like what are you gonna say like at this point this it was nuts to hear him talk like that go ahead sorry
5: excuse me excuse me what in the world are you thinking? Me, Gene, the first thing you need to do is to tell these people to shut up. If you want to hear what I got to say,
2: I, I, I literally think we, at that moment, we all like gasped and we looked at each other like, what the fuck is going on here? Cause it was one of those things to just point. I talked about it earlier. We, why didn't you expect Hogan to be the third man? Cause he had not been on TV for what? Over three months or yeah, it was three like months? three months and, So you just thought he was gone for a while. Hogan always went away for a while to do a movie, to do something else. And you never thought he was going to come back to do heel work. Um, But ultimately, it not only saved his career, it revitalized his career. Um, It it took on a totally different persona that you never thought he was able to do, which he did do heel work back when he was younger. But this is better than anything he's ever done. Totally changed the industry. Um, The amount of trash that comes into that ring and the stuff that people threw like that, it started the whole throw tire. People were getting hit with batteries and and you know and char and shit. You know, like 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 people would get their spit cups and throw it at people. Weeks later, I mean, this had so much hatred to it in, in the industry. It it revitalized even kayfabe because people were like, is this real? Is this really? Are they just taking over? Like you, people would question it. I, it's an automatic thumbs up. It's it's one of the greatest moments, if not the greatest moments, in wrestling entertainment history because it completely changed the game and it saved Hogan's career and it made WCW more watchable and by in turn, it revitalized the WWE later on. So I, I'm down with all of it. without all this, you don't see stone cold, you don't see other items. Um, you, this is the this is like BC to ad in, in wrestling if that if I mean I, I'll put it on that kind of that kind of spark before Christ after death. Cause go ahead. I'm telling you, I'm serious.
0: You say man thumbs up and did anyone catch I I don't know why I never caught it before, but Tony Schiavone, something he said and to me that made it more powerful. Uh Tony Schiavone says after, you know, after Hogan, you know, turns and everything comes out and turns. Uh, Tony Schiavone says I guess this was premeditated since 1994 and I was like oh wow like, that, 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 it just made it seem even more like of a master plan yeah. like Hogan's been talking with Hall Nash since 1994 to get them to come to WCW so they can take over and yeah the promo man fucking awesome promo just telling the fans to shut up and to stick it everything from seeing security guard you could tell security guards in the front row were preventing fans from jumping over to come in and, and well, don't forget the
2: one fan that got in there yeah right? yeah Didn't one fan get in and- yeah that's too, and then stomp the, shit out of uh,
0: him. the one guy on behind the ca- or, or you know behind the ring of the front facing camera, you see a guy like like getting vocal with Nash and flipping him off, and the security guard like standing right in front of him, blocking him, making sure he wasn't going to try anything funny. Um, and, and then seeing the fans who probably it would be like mirroring us if we were there and seen a turn heel cheering. You age, saw like yeah. a guy in the front with an ECW shirt fucking jumping up and down yeah. when Hogan did it. Um Yeah, just everything, man. Great promo. Greatest heel turn in the history of professional wrestling, and unfortunately, you know, even though Stone Cold is the greatest of all time, thanks to him being a cool, you know, a cool a guy that was supposed to be a heel that almost made you cheer for the heels and NWO making you cheer for the heels, you're never gonna get a great heel turn like that ever again. It, it's it's never gonna happen. Even if Cena turn heel, we're all gonna cheer. Everyone's gonna cheer. They're not gonna boo. They're not gonna throw trash on the ring. Yeah, they're gonna cheer. That so would, it's like
2: that would probably be yeah, that would be the closest thing you can get to it. And it would there were it be wouldn't be the same. The ring at all. Um, yeah.
0: Um, I mean, the only one I can think of that actually got booze was Seth Rollins when he turned on the shield, which actually was pretty impactful, too. But, man, Hogan Hogan coming down there, being the third man, like I was saying about the match and the buildup and, and the atmosphere it, it brought to it, this just, like, it was the the perfect cap on that. And, yeah, greatest, like I said, great, greatest heel turn ever. Fucking great. Great moment. Thumbs up. Craig?
3: Yeah, definitely thumbs up. It's hard. It's hard, Go ahead. No, no. Someone, ahead. It's, it's ahead. hard to put this into context, too, of, of how different it was. Um, to see, I mean, you can watch it now and be like, okay, it's okay. But to, to grow up in the Hogan era and to see this moment and to hear this man tell the fans to shut up unless, uh, if they want to hear yeah. him speak, uh, it right. was a huge deal. And I think it was incredibly risky. It could have gone either way. Um, he was obviously getting a lot off his chest in that promo too. He seemed nervous kind of giving it, but it was pitch perfect in every way from the three hours they spent kind of hyping it. They gave it kind of the reverence in the moment that it deserved um, the trash in the ring from organic. Uh, it was almost like cheering to see Hogan. And then it took a while to really sink in, but then they did. And then they were legitimately all upset. The commotions at the front with security and Doug, Doug Dillinger while he's giving his promo also kind of gave it some weight the The ring just started to fill with trash. Uh, it was, I mean, looking back, it's it, it was it was perfect and it was history.
4: Um,
2: I've never seen anything like I, it. I, and I've also,
4: too, on a funny note, I think it was more their height difference because Hulk would do this often. It, Gene Okerlund's arm would drift down, and Hulk would pop his elbow up up, to get the angrily. mic hogan did it all the time and there's a lot of other times where gene would be interviewing him and it was only after hulk turned so i don't know what what changed maybe H- uh, gene just interviewed hulk live in the ring more um like he would always grab the bottom of gene's elbow and move gene's hand up to keep the mic up i don't know why i just i noticed <laughs> that a great hogan's like god damn it like god damn it god damn it like after every time he's like come on gene come on like, but Gene was like awesome here too. Jean was shaken and he was like, I've known you for a long time and for you to align yourself with these guys. Like he was just like, Jean was awesome too. And he had he's a funny line with
3: shit at the same time. He's getting pelted with everything. Just yeah. Like, he's uh, getting uh, hit, hit and you
4: see gin, Jean like flinching and shit's flying over. And, uh, um, go ahead, Craig. Sorry, I was in the middle of your thing. But yeah, like that was super. I just noticed the whole Hogan trying to pipe the mic up like to his mouth. I just thought it was funny because Hulk's like, gee, come come fucking cutting the promo of my life here, man. Can you he help me out a little bit? Like, it's so funny. And it just in the very end too, like Shivani's uh, Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell.
3: I mean, just a perfect kind of fade to black moment.
5: By my side. What you're going to do when the new world organization runs wild on you what you gonna do what are you okay, gonna don't do don't touch me i'm gonna free the lawyers Tony, bobby dusty damn it let's get back to you all right we have seen the end of hulkamania for bobby the brain heenan for dust for dusty Rhodes, Gene oakland i don't know i'm tony Schiavone. hulk hogan you can go to hell we're out of here.
4: Yes, yes, that's right. That line yeah. uh, and that line was really impactful because he was signing off, and, and but he was deflated. He was like, hey, "And this and that," and he, Hulk Hogan go to hell. So for Tony Schiavone and whatever, and that was great. Like, yeah, and then it, they were off to the races, as they say in the business. Um, after that, so yeah. uh, overall, um, I give the pay per view a nice. Uh, including the the main event angle. (laughs) I want to say I'm going to give it a thumbs up because that's how strong the main event angle was. And I like the Mysterio match. I like the Dean Malenko match. Those are my only two thumbs up. I'll give it a thumbs up overall because the main of if you take the angle at the end into account, it was, it was, I mean, it changed everything that we knew. Yeah. Um, so Dave, what do you give the whole pay-per-view overall?
2: That, that, the ending, the ending itself, everything could have been a clusterfuck thumbs down all the way around. And you have to give the whole thing a thumbs up for what it did for the history of wrestling. So, And there were there was good matches in there. There's good work in there. It's mostly bad storyline that gives it a thumbs down. These guys are just working their ass off for people that don't know what they're doing because that's WCW. I I give it a thumbs up all the way around because, I mean, I I would have liked to seen those pre-show matches. They're not even on uh, the network, by the way, that I've.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So. Um, just just putting it out there, WWE. Like, why don't you have those that shit done for the pre-show? But maybe it's because of how WCW kept their library; they can't find it. That's well, no, not. they they <laughs> I have it. it. I would blame they them for that
4: have too. it. It's a separate. It's a separate series. Like WWE Saturday Night. It was called the main event, and that would be on Sunday nights. So they will eventually, I think, release. You know, so
2: the, the pre-show is the main yeah. It's event. called. It's
4: a show called WCW Main Event, and they had it every Sunday night. It's just for the nights that they would have pay-per-views. They would lead into the pay-per-view with it, but they had it was like a pre taped show. It was like WCW Saturday Night kind of.
2: Oh, yeah. so it wasn't really appreciated. Yeah,
4: it was like anything. a show that they normally branded, but the nights before, uh, the nights of pay-per-views, they would lead you in live so you would watch it live on TBS and they'd be like, folks, we gotta go! Hit order. Hit the order button, pay $50 and then they would go. and
2: So so to the argument, you could argue that they were getting good matches there to get you to buy the pay per Yeah,
4: but that's but the whole thing. thing. Sunday Which Night Heat did before, the same man. thing after a while for WWF.
2: I, I can't be too mad about that. It's like, watch this, but yeah. then we'll buy this mm-hmm. to see more. I get that. You gotta have And it, was in, the
4: yeah, it if, was in the same arena. It was in the same arena. So you saw this. If you if the had, set, if had you know, Mongo
2: yeah. on there, I wouldn't have fucking bought it, Jess. Well, well, that's so why when you said earlier show. why was
4: that on the pre show? I was like, Dave is that's drinking the answer. Liquor. Yep.
2: So cuz what do you answer.
4: think of the pay per view overall? Um Hogan's the greatest, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Jess.
0: He is, you know, greatest <laughs> uh greatest piece of shit of oh, all time. But he fucking turned his back on WCW. Enjoying the end of. Hey, I was gonna say because he kept so he in that in the promo that I forgot to mention it and ask a question about it. He said "New World Order" of professional wrestling, but then every time after that he kept saying "new, organization. New wrestling organization." organization. Yes, New do you world think, organization? was that they were originally going to call it and then said, "Hey, wait a minute, New World Order"? I don't. Better. I
4: don't know. I think it was New World Order, and I think he just said organization like Superdome okay. brother, Silverdome brother. Like I think, yeah, I fair. think legitly it was. I, I no, I noticed that too. That's a good point, point. and uh, I think it was supposed to be NWO New World Order, but um. I remember thinking in my head when the pay-per-view went off the air because he said organization more than order yeah. that I thought it was organization, which is fine, whatever. Like, But yep. I was just Still like, okay, like, yeah. What? But then New World Order, uh, of course, made so much more sense. And then he How also said a- New
3: Blood like multiple times too. So yeah, like, he did. What is it?
4: Well, Hall and Ashley
0: called them the New Blood. Yeah. I align That's
4: myself right. with the New Blood. We're brother. called the New Blood and the, the new, new World <laughs> Order and the New Kids on the Block <laughs> and like he's saying, he's the, the attack. Brother. <laughs> And the Hulk attack pack uh, and but, okay, get yeah. him off the air. Get All him off right, the right. air. Mean Gene, hold the mic up, brother. Come on, brother. You're, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be a pro. <laughs> hold my beer can, penis, brother. while you talk to Craig, me?
3: Overall, what did you think insurance? about Sorry. the I Silver Dollar Match? A standalone uh, moment in history was great, but it was the event was garbage. <laughs> uh, I cannot
4: give a thumbs down more. Oh, I just angry. Oh, just, just <laughs> shit. Well. Guys, another review. I think this is very topical because it is July. Like I said, it it was the month of Bash at the Beach. And I think this was the most groundbreaking Bash at the Beach because of the main event angle we talked about. But a lot of people don't think about the card. And we all kind of split opinions on some of the stuff. Uh, which is great. I think a lot of people need to listen to this fucking podcast and listen to the card because a lot of people just, oh yeah, Bash of the Beach, WCW, great show. Was it really? I mean, the main event angle was fantastic and everybody knows what that did. But what do you like?
5: Hacksaw in and DDP a little bit.
4: So um, <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm I'm i I love Mongo. Yeah, so he's great. great. So, so
4: uh, that's it, Dave. Another one of the books. Another reviews in the yep. fucking books.
2: All right, there right, you go. Hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019. Click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. This is Dave, Jess, Craig, and Cuz. Okay, okay. nope. OWP signing off.
1: Uh, I hate
2: so, coding.
5: Oh, Have a good one. Is my fight This is my mind Which is my life That is my right
1: Defend the fight for mental freedom If not, you'll never be incarcerated Defend fight for mental freedom your eyes right, can on my dear, what's this baby? You?